Snow's still on the ground, but uh, we get into February, and with the ASB Sports Complex now available to the Dort teams, uh, we will be playing softball shortly, and Dort softball coach Jeff Zomer takes a moment to uh, talk with me uh, here in the preseason as we get set for softball on Friday and Saturday. And uh, Coach Zomer, uh, what's it like getting these early uh, these early repetitions in? Uh, you're, you've been practicing what three, four weeks already. Uh, what's that? What's that feel like at this point of the year? Yeah, we are now officially into our fourth week of practice. You know, most years I would be wringing my hands and my stress level will be relatively elevated with the amount of snow we have on the ground this year. But this year, yes, you mentioned earlier with the ASB Sports Complex, that has been very much a game changer for us, especially when for availability for full field practice, but also being able to now play our own games here right here in Sioux Center. You are getting set for a couple of games this weekend, uh, actually four four games this weekend, two on Friday and two on Saturday. Um, what are you looking for out of your team for this first weekend? What uh, what are the questions you have going into this weekend? What is our pitching and defense going to look like, to be honest with you? I do feel those two areas, we are much farther ahead at this point in the season than we have been in years past, just simply a product of what we've been able to do at practice, uh, full field practices, live pitching in open space. I really do look for those two areas to show that we put a lot of work in. Hitting early in the season, you know, hitting as hard as it is, especially early on, you know, we've been able to get good live at bat reps, but still one of those things that you, it can go really, really well, or it can go really, really poorly. So, but I do look for our pitching and our defense to be uh, our strong points this weekend as we hit the turf. Taking a look at last year, uh, you really hit your stride in Florida. You went and uh, played uh, several wins over spring break, came back to uh, Northwest Iowa, and uh, we're playing pretty well through April 20. And from there, it just got really tough to win close games. And is that something you can address in the off season? Do you simply just try to get better? How do you uh, how do you bounce or how do you do your work to try and not have that happen for this season to be a similar stretch? You know, Mike, I appreciate that question very much. Uh, we really try to do our very best to not uh, live in the past and really. <clears throat> spend a lot of time, you know, reminiscing, or I should say, licking our wounds from years past. But you bring up a really, really good point. We <clears throat> we were very, very good early on in the season last year. Um, you know, we had a we had several really big wins for our program during that stretch, and you know, we had a lot of breaks go our way. And I know that we've we know how that how that works in this game, in pretty much any athletic venue, but. You know, we we have addressed that that very thing specifically about what why we sort of had a season of, of two teams there um, over the stretch. So I think what we've been able to do is we've been able to increase our our competitive edge in practice. We've been able to use practice time to really create more of a competitive uh, venue and just see kind of how our team responds and help them learn more about how they respond when those things happen. But you are exactly right. We we were playing extremely well 
um, through Florida and even through our first uh, you know, portion of the conference season. Well, and I don't even want to say that you weren't playing well during that stretch. You had – I just look at it, and it's a one-run loss, so a two-run loss. I mean, just you're right on that razor's edge. And obviously, as you said, you don't want to live in the past, but you want to learn from that as well and move forward. And th- that's all part of it with many returners coming back is, okay, well, how do we take that next step with the program? You know, you're exactly right. I, I should have maybe said that differently. We, we were playing good softball. When, when we stepped on the field, it was going to be – it was going to be a competitive game regardless of our opponent. And I really think that showed itself throughout the course of the year. But you're absolutely right. You know, a base hit here or there, a strikeout here or there, and all of a sudden, you know, we flip that score, you know, that one-run score and into our favor. And, you know, I think we are we are very excited where we are at. You alluded to it with a lot of returners. You know, we have we have six, six seniors this year in our program, uh, five of which will be uh, – everyday players and then Anna who will fill a, a role as a manager this year. So we do have a lot of senior participation in our program this year. Carly Olson returns, uh, batted 315 last year for you, started 42 games, caught, uh, did she catch all 42 of those games? She did. And she was uh, getting worn down towards the end of the year last year. How's her offseason been? Carly's offseason has been tumultuous at best we'll call it um you know the the tough life of a catcher without a doubt you hit the nail on the head of getting wore down <clears throat> you know what she had to overcome last season is something that you would never you know wish upon any athlete but you know to see her where she is now you know we are we are looking forward to her being able to participate in our games this weekend we are not exactly sure what that'll look like for her um but barring anything drastic, she will be our catcher game one on Friday. Chandler Skemper also returning, and I I look at this, and you know you go you go ten and twelve during the season, you go twenty and twenty two overall, and I just let, run it down, and it's like one forty three to one forty one in runs scored, and you you were. You were a 500 team. I mean, the, the the stats offensively, defensively, almost mirror each other. It's it's crazy, but I guess the numbers don't lie when you get 40 games into a season. They don't. Unfortunately, you are exactly right. I I try not to look at those numbers from last year because it is. You look at any stat that we have on there, uh, even our pitching stats. Our pitching stats were outstanding last year. 2.52 ERA. <clears throat> 2.50 by the opponent. Correct. And run scored, uh, ERAs, uh, just our, our defensive stats, they, they, were, they mirrored our opponents. So, you know, and that's why I alluded to earlier, when we, when we went onto the, the field, it was going to be competitive regardless of our opponent. You know, this year I think we want to have a little bit more of a, of a uh, we'll call it a fighter mentality, but really when we step on the field, we need to approach with the mindset of expecting to win. And I think that's where we can, you know, grow in our in our ability to mentally prepare and overcome these bumps and and little hips or peaks and valleys that happen throughout the course of a game, especially throughout the course of a game. But I, I want to say even more importantly, throughout the course of a doubleheader, it's extremely difficult to maintain your competitive edge and focus over the course of a 14 inning day of of gameplay, and it's really really difficult. So that's something that we've been really talking about. 
and focusing on during the offseason and, and even now as we have as we approach games this weekend. You've had a lot of pitchers. How good is Abby Kramer? Best I've ever seen in our program. Um, I know we've had our program has had some outstanding pitchers uh, in the past, but since I've been at the helm here, Abby's as good as they come. I, I would argue I would put her up against the best pitchers in our conference. The work that she puts in and with the, the, the true vigor that she practices is is unbelievable. Uh, she is she is that good. And please know that behind every good pitcher, there's an outstanding catcher. And Carly Olson being able to be her primary catcher the past two seasons has truly been magnificent. You have to have a number two. Are we still figuring that out? Does anyone have the inside track on that? Uh, is this weekend going to tell us some things? What uh, where are you at there? I think this weekend will tell us something. I really, you know, at the end of the day, I need Abby Kramer to pitch every other game for us this season. Um, our game two starter right now on Friday will be Haley Wilkin. Beyond that, uh, Saturday will bring us bring us or bring us a, a whole new um, opportunity to learn some things. But <clears throat> I do believe that you know we will use. Um, sort of the pitch by committee mentality for our game two. And like we did a little bit last year, I do believe that you may see Abby Kramer come back at some point in game two. How hard is that? I mean, you, you just, you just moments ago said maintaining your mental edge through 14 innings can be a challenge. And for a pitcher who's involved in every, every pitch, obviously that is, I'm not going to say asking a lot, but that is a challenge, and that is not everybody can do that type of thing. It's a very big challenge, and Abby knows that. I know that. We have to practice it. We really do, and we need to We need to do that early in the season, I do believe, to just sort of find the routine and what that looks like, and it's a matter of just making sure we communicate with Abby on that. Right, and she, she again, she is a true competitor. She's she's all in on what we ask her to do, and she is ready for sure this year, without question. She's ready for it and wants it. Okay, I'm and this I'm I'm just going to ask these things. Um, baseball, obviously, you would never think of doing that because it's a less natural motion. For a pitcher, is it the legs that need the conditioning? Is it the arm? Do you, do I mean, because I'm thinking through that, okay, if she pitches or if someone pitches, let's say if someone pitches seven innings and then they get their oranges in between the game, they get some, they get some calories back in them. They start, what do you do? You start getting loosened up around inning three and four. What, how, how do you handle that? Precisely. You know, it's more of a thing where if I sense how a game is going, I will say, Abby, Abby, go start throwing. Go get go get moving around here a little bit. The best advice is don't go sit on the bench and just do nothing. Be walking around the dugout, keep the body moving a little bit. And and mentally too, right? You need to think through these scenarios as well. But you asked, you know, what does that take? <clears throat> I I do believe that regardless of the season, regardless of the pitcher, there is a maximum number of bullets that you have in your arm okay. or your body throughout the course of the season. We don't know what that number is, but we know that that number exists. So being very calculated about how we use that early on in the season, I think really <clears throat> can make sure that that number, we approach that number much later in the season. And quite honestly, uh, Abby, Abby is very strong. 
Abby's Abby's in great shape. I feel very strongly that she's capable of doing that this year. And I think, you know, her senior year, she, and again, I say that not to say we're going to do what we want, but I think she understands that, you know, th this is a good opportunity for her to really carry this team <clears throat> if that's what it comes to. What, um, how has the Dome affected you and your team early on? I mean, what are, what are the early returns on working out in the Dome? Um, when I talked to Ian Eshelman about it, and I'm going to talk to Nathan Bacon a little later on, what it, it's real softball, I, I guess, is my impression of it. When I walked in there the, for the JV game a week ago, it's like, yeah, this is a real field. This is a real game. The, the ceiling isn't going to come into play. That's my impression of it. What is your impression as a coach and a leader of a program? Um, can I say that every morning when I wake up, I still sometimes need to pinch myself to bring myself back to reality that this is actually here? It is real softball. We are able to play real softball during practice. And I, I feel, again, we need to go out there and we need to play well and we need to put on display what we've been working on. But we are just, we are better as a team right now than what we ever have been in, in the previous years in our program. It is, it is real softball. There's, there's home run fences, there's side fences, there's a backstop. There's a pitch. I mean, we have everything that we need to have a fully functioning. And it's not practice. 38 degrees and windy. And it's not 38 <laughs> degrees and windy. And you're sitting there looking at your phone thinking, what's the forecast going to do in the yeah. next week? So you're right. It's uh, it's it's a comfortable 55 to 58 degrees. Coach Zomer, we will, uh, it's going to be a busy, it's wall-to-wall -wall softball uh, this weekend, Friday and Saturday, and uh, uh, for the next three weekends, it's going to be uh, busy. Uh, thanks for taking a few minutes to talk with me, and uh, looking forward to the start of the season. I appreciate it very much, and I, I want to give a quick shout-out to the Dort uh, Athletics Communications and Dort Media Network, as um, the ASB Sports Complex is amazing and, and awesome as it is. We are now playing games three weekends in a row. Uh, overlapped with the men's volleyball season, a track and field season, uh, a couple, basket, basketball, couple teams. basketball teams going on here. So yeah. certainly uh, I, I do appreciate what the work that you and Rich and the rest of the crew are doing to make sure that we can stream these games. And I know that uh, does not go unnoticed. So I want to say a big thank you to you for that as well. Thanks, Jeff.